The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. A huge shout out to our sponsor, beardeddragongames.online. Pick up all your local game store goodness from Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, or Wafurp 4th Edition, as well as terrain, paints, board games, comics, and more. Make sure to use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout for free domestic shipping or PCME10 for 10% off your total order at beardeddragongames.online. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. And guess what? It's Thursday night, so some might say that it might be a time for a thing which some might say maybe you should slow down for, maybe you should hold up for, but I'm going to tell you to wait because I'm not positive I rolled a wild and... Where wait did I roll wild? Your Marvel Crisis Protocol vlog. We have kind of a huge episode this week. We're going to be talking about the event that we ran this past Saturday at the art store. We're going to be talking about the Gwenpool and Squirrel Girl cards that dropped. We are going to be talking about some of the things that maybe you should consider doing before going to a competitive event or just an LGS or local event. Echo Tim, listen, first off, maybe consider uh that it is a treat to hear me twice at once some people pay extra for that that's very true everyone says um but how bad is this echo let me let why don't you tell me that is it incredibly bad or just really bad okay okay it is tim in a big cavern so yeah i think what's happening is there's probably another mixer involved, which is repeating my audio into another microphone, which it happens, but it's, it's too late. It's too late to solve. You know what I mean? So guess what? We're going over those things that I already listed in addition to maybe a short <laughs> list of things <laughs> that, that you should consider before going to an event. Maybe it's a qualifier. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's a what if event. Maybe it's Iron Weld. Maybe it's Everwinter. All of these things are coming up and around, and uh, we're going to make sure that you, in fact, know what you should expect and ways to make both your experience better as well as your opponent's experience better. Is there a points redemption to mute, Tim? Uh, There is. Just not today, baby. I'm the only one you can't mute. But what if it's a family wedding? How competitive is this family wedding? That's actually a really good question, but that's something we can absolutely get into. Things to consider before going to an event. Will Ben be there to steal the LVO <laughs> <laughs> uh, a, 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 a legitimate question. 100%. But uh, let's get right into it. So there's there's all these other things, and we have kind of some special announcements for later. But one big kind of front-loaded announcement is we are part of the Frontline Gaming Affiliate Program. So effectively, what that means is they are sponsoring this show and the network directly. So if you are looking for terrain, mats, um, all sorts of stuff, including MCP models that are what some might say assembled and pre-painted or maybe some Lucy's like some singles. You can do that over at Frontline Gaming. Make sure to use our link and code 
at checkout to whether you're buying event tickets, models, mats, or whatever. They help support the network directly, and we are very happy to be involved uh, along with some names like Play on Tabletop and Tabletop Titans. bunch of really, really, really great creators here uh, that we are going to be hopefully working with in the very short term future. But that said, as always, one of the very first questions that we ask is games played and hobby thoughts. Dylan, did you know Danny got to play this last Tuesday? That's incredible. That's tell me about damn it. Danny, tell me about it. It was great. I got to try out Emma and my um my quest for my beat stick besties, the Hellfire Club. And uh, I tried out Immortal Hulk. I had Basic Lizard in there as well as Rogue. So it was great. And first time ever right here, we got to see Emma in diamond form. So that was cool. Lead the way. Lead the way in excellence. It was a first time. And both Dan and I have tried (laughs) to get that Emma. to go to that other phase and uh, you know what we just we simply weren't able to do it we were not able to pilot that frost enough to get her to be a boss she needed a more gentle touch to push her into harm's way a skilled hand yeah so then she could transform oh that was cool it was fun to do and have you hobbied anything this week danny no, but I was super stoked when you said that Frontline Gaming has pre-painted, pre-assembled minis. They do. Like you can buy them that way, which is incredible. I mean, I'm lucky enough that Dan's a completionist, so we will always own every MCP model, painted, done, everything. But someone like me, that's awesome. That's I, a really cool thing. I am also incredibly lucky that we uh, have so many people adjacent or a part of the network, like Dr. D, Taylor, Lindsay, Dan, uh, Chuck. You know what I mean? That I can just hurl models at and then be like, you know, what's really fun painting models. Oh, man, I can't wait to go home and paint this model. I sure hope no one takes it from me and paints this model for me. And they always do. I sure hope that nobody puts a mustache on this model for me. <laughs> I feel so vulnerable. It'd be a shame if someone were to take advantage of me and paint all of my miniatures. Oh, man, oh, I no. sure hope no one takes oh, no. this model and puts rollerblades and cut off jean shorts and a paint tank <laughs> top on it. Oh, man, that would that would really oh. that really get me. Uh, That'd really get me upset. But Dr. D, how about you? Have you played any games this past week? Alternatively, have you hobbied at all? Have you maybe I, constructed and painted any eye hulks? Uh, so I did get to play a game. I got to also play Hellfire. Um, I was determined to try Killmonger in Hill in Hellfire, and it worked exquisitely. I took down an Angela like she was nothing. She's a chump. Hell yeah. Nice. And I, you know what I got for as a reward for that? Two victory points. Whoa. That's crazy. That's, yeah. I won the game. That's crazy. Happens, yeah. happens to the best of us, honestly. If if you try, you might also get two victory points if you usurp the throne from Angela. Anyway. Is and it then, three uh, victory points? It's two, isn't it? Unless <laughs> I've made a horrible mistake. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, you still won the game. Yeah, I did. That's true. Uh, I'm going to look it up while I'm talking. So as far as hobbying goes, I have built a, funnily enough, the new character that just came out, Black Panther. I just built him. Uh, I built two I-Hulks. One is for for me. One is for Fury's Finest Jesse. There might be some kind of tutorial coming up from that. Ooh. It is fun. It is very fun. And then after that, I'm probably going to paint this Emma that I think I talked about last time. But 
haven't had a chance to. It's been it's been busy over here with recording and all kinds of stuff. It's been real exciting life. Well, and and speaking of, I don't know, and you can absolutely gloss over this by saying you're just happy to be here if you want. But uh, there's there's something certainly something that you've been working on, right? As part of the network. I don't know if that's if this is the time and place to announce that. But if it's not, it, once again, we'll pretend like I just brought up the Brotherhood and we can move on. It is because it's true that usurp the throne only gives you two victory points. So oh, not that okay. was what I've, I've been working on that for the for the network for the longest <laughs> time now. So we now that's settled. So I'm going to go back to my boring life anyway. So I am starting a new podcast for the network called Arachne. It is an infinity themed podcast. There's a few people in the community that love infinity. Quinn, my boy, Quinny boy, absolutely adores infinity. He's one of the actually one of the people that kind of sort of gave me the idea indirectly. But oh, that's super dope. Quinn's one of our favorite people. Quinn is the bomb.com. Yeah, he's he really the real is. deal. Holyfield. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he's probably going to be one of the first guests on the show, too. He's a great guy. And what? so we're going to talk not just like uh, we're, it's going to be like the professional casual version of a actual good infinity podcast. Right. So we're going to talk more like lore and stuff because me and the other co-hosts we're bad at the game. So, you know, we're going to play it and we're going to act like we're playing in the sandbox, you know, with the other kids and we're eating sand and having a good time and, you know, drinking uh sunny D and stuff. It's going to be a great time. And we're going to talk about what, why the game makes us exciting, excited, but we'll also be bad. So I, who doesn't like that? I think it's super important, right? That, uh, that Dylan has just compared us to kids in a sandbox that are drinking Sunny <laughs> D and don't know how to play the game. And unfortunately I don't think he's incorrect. But, yeah. Um, Dr. D also had a very good blog this week specifically about kind of how to experience competitive events. What's fun and what you're focusing on as far as setting goals. I would highly suggest if you are in a flux between do I want to go to hyper competitive events or do I want to go to local uh, game store events or specifically maybe a professional casual event like next month at uh, Bearded Dragon Games on May 20th. Uh, maybe you want to go to a convention like Ironweld, which will be the following weekend, uh, May the weekend of May 27th outside of Boston. Maybe you're not used to events being in the uh, the Northeast and you're like, whoa, I would like to do that. Oh, gosh, it's a team event. That's super dope. Three on three team events, even that's double, triple dope. Brian Watson is TOing it. That's quadruple dope. It's actually quintuple it's dope. A, There's another secret one hidden in there, but yeah, it, it's going to be pretty dope. But I, I would highly suggest heading over there. There's a bunch of blogs as well uh, from Dan about WFRP fourth edition and including the new 40K TTRPG. He just did a deep dive into the core book that's on there. I would highly suggest checking that out, especially if you are into that space, either 40K or Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay fourth edition. Both are super good. But actually, and to even bring this up, might be a good idea to start listening to your podcast because the old world actually looks like it might be a real thing that comes out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What a better way to get excited than to listen to a live action role play of a bunch of doofuses running around beating up worshippers of chaos. Actually, that's the thing is normally us doofuses are the ones getting beat up. Yeah. 
Because that game yeah. for sure. Because it is yeah. certainly the old world. So, um, and maybe you're considering, you know, something along the lines of like, yeah, I never really dipped my toe into Warhammer. It's been a long time since. I will tell you, a grim podcast of Perilous Adventure is a great place to dip your toe back in, or if you're already into it, to just enjoy as we learned that system from episode one all the way up until we currently are in the like 140s, I believe. So, I mean, there's a bunch of great stuff there you can learn and play and grow in the Warhammer old world um, mythology along right along with us. It's, uh, it's super just, dope. Just be warned, if you dip your toe in it, you might end up mutated. And that is not contractually. We are not. We are not responsible. She was touching her yep. face. But. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cordy is up to episode 81 of Gapa. But guess what? You've still got yeah. a whole lot more. And then you're going to get so to that point where you're caught up and you're like, ah, nuts. What am I supposed to do now? But. It happens to the best of us. Yeah. Um, so, Dr. Dizzles, uh, did you already go over what you painted this week? I just, I've skipped it so many weeks in a row. I just really want to make sure maybe I double and triple down on it. Uh, I can start talking about Infinity stuff now in some ways. Uh, I painted some Infinity stuff. I painted what they call an observant pentient, which is one of the new things that came out of Adepticon, mm. which is essentially a lady in a labor suit with a giant machine gun. And uh, that went really well. But right now it's MCP time. I got to paint Hulk. So he's a lean, mean, green punching machine. He's the meanest and the greenest. Well, and so Danny and I this past Tuesday on, oh, yeah, the power phase, which is our Tuesday night crisis fight. It's Hecatite. So take flight uh, right here on the Twitch where we play some MCP live um, from Bearded Dragon Games in upstate New York uh, here where we're holding that event next month. Check, Make sure to check out the Longshanks if you would like to sign up for that. Um, but... Danny and I got to play. I got to try out the new MODOK, the crime syndicate leader, and Danny got to try out Immortal Hulk. Um, both seem solid. Very solid. There was like several points. I was playing the crime syndicate with MODOK. Danny was playing Immortal Hulk. And I, after reading the card several times, after hosting a podcast where we talked about the card and what the words on it said multiple times, I still did not know how it worked. In addition to that, I played mind games. Modok's two new tactics cards. Um, oh, it's not imbecile. It's. I'll do it myself or something. Y- like yeah, that. it's something. There's like an exclamation and then I'll do it myself. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's imbecile. I'll look it up. But imbeciles. I did. Uh, I did mind games very incorrectly. Um, I've read that card so many times. Simpleton. Simpleton. There we go. Ah, yeah. Read that card so many times. I was so excited to use it. And then when I did. I did it very incorrectly <laughs> and then was able to just through it through confidence, convince Danny that I had done it correctly. And then it took several people in chat redeeming multiple mm. sound redemptions to be like, no, you guys did this wrong, though. Um, and it was yeah, it was all my yep. fault. But Danny, what was your thought on uh, Immortal Hulk? In, like just kind of like broad strokes. Yeah. So I've had some time to think about it and to digest after just the whirlwind that was the game on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there are a lot of words on his card. (laughs) Straight up a lot of words. And I think that if I try them out a couple more times, I might get the hang of them. I do really like the immortality token idea. I do wish that I'd been a little more conservative with his power, because if I had been, he would have been able to heal more. But I also wanted to try out everything that he could do and showcase that on stream. So I feel like it was it was ultimately worth it in the end. But definitely being a little more conservative, making sure that you have enough power to really be able to to regenerate that stamina. And I just 
it's a lot for seven points, man. You know, when we played an 18 point game, so seven points is a lot to, to invest in somebody, but it's still fun. I, I, yeah, so. I, com- I completely agree. And hearing some of the other murmurings and stuff um, online, people are like, oh, well, he's not as controlly as regular Hulk. It's like he still has a gamma leap. He still has a throw and throws on yep. both of his attacks. He's yeah, he's still an absolute control piece that mm-hmm. just confuses your opponent and how you're actually supposed to deal with them. Um, it's uh, it's a lot and it will make you double, triple and probably quadruple guess what you're doing both with him and against him. Yes. And honestly, like my biggest fault with um, using Immortal Hulk on Tuesday was just my own like ignorance of I, I should just have moved him away and not attacked Electra. Wasn't even thinking about martial prowess and him getting hit in return. And that's ultimately what took him out. So I should have just moved him away because he was just going to heal one every turn and, you know, just let him kind of bulk up a little bit more. Just wait it out in the wings or at least make you come to him to have to finish him off. So well, I it's mean, just like a rookie move. Well, and and that's the thing is I don't even think it was a rookie move. Like It's one of those things like w- between um, Viper and Viper Strike, which no one would ever give credit to whatsoever. Um, mm-hmm. Gamora's or yeah, or Electra's. I'm sure there's a couple more out there, but I mean, the odds were so low of that doing no damage, especially from Mortal Hulk, who has a bunch of like it was it was really kind yeah. of an extreme role. Uh, to have that even take place. I, I think I blocked six on five dice or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was insane. Yeah. Yes. So it was, I don't think that was a bad play or a misplay at all. I think the yeah. odds were in your favor there and it yeah. just, you know, dice be dice sometimes. Um, and maybe quite often in MCB specifically, but dices be dicing, you know, I, I will say based off that game, I do love the new Modoc a lot, like an mm. absolute ton. Um, mm. I think he works very well in Hydra. I think he works very well in Crime Syndicate. Um, that new affiliation ability, being able to convert um, a die to a hit or a block if they are contesting. After the Crisis rework, uh, there's significantly more objectives on the table. The odds of you sitting on a point with Modoc with a rather rangeable um, builder as well are probably pretty high. Um, holding things like uh, senators, scrolls, ambush tokens, hammers, um, or even everyone clumped up on a researcher. Like as long as you're contesting, you can get that, uh, you know, cosmic assassin or whatever it is that Gamora has that turns a uh, a blank or a block into a hit or maybe a hit into a block on a defense roll. It's it's very universal. I love it a lot, and it's because of how I roll. There were certainly times where like you can spike early and then it just doesn't matter at all but then you've already spiked right. so you don't even feel bad about it yeah um but uh yeah i i really like it really like the new crime syndicate i think new modoc is awesome i i expect we'll see a lot of them but i'm usually wrong in those predictions uh you're gonna see a lot of modoc play from me specifically along with sentinel prime yeah so that's gonna be what, nine power out of every single list you make from now on? Correct. Yep. It's actually a pretty big issue to commit yeah. to the bit that hard, but um, we're going to do it. <laughs> we're going to do it. I support you in this endeavor, friend. Well, and the, th- the thing was, it was still nine beforehand because before new Modoc came around, it was Psylocke. And I was like, I'm going to run Psylocke and Sentinel Prime in every list I do. And that was also nine. So now I do have mm-hmm. to face that hard decision of do I run Psylocke or do I run uh, Modoc or do I run both? With so- Emma. And just be play Hellfire affiliation. Something that might come to be an advantage for you is since Shatterpoint's coming out, MCP releases might slow down. So you might 
not be forced to have to play all these new characters that come out because it'll be coming out a little slower. So you'll be able to become the Modoc master, the old MM. The, right. The old uh, uh, MSS. Modoc Sorcerer. Yeah. The master of Modoc Scientist Supreme. MMSS. <laughs> it's like MMS messages, but with just one extra S. It's like a plural that's, of text messages. See, that's why you're John PC and you think these things through. That's true. <laughs> Don't let Brian hear you say that, but yep. <laughs> Oh, no. Go to the next topic. Go. <laughs> so um, we ran an event this past Saturday at the art store in Syracuse, New York. Um, we had a great turnout. It was very cool to see uh, a bunch of new faces that we haven't seen before. We had both Evan and Jay from the Fifth Trooper podcast and Fifth Trooper, I guess, network as a whole come down for that. Uh, Evan uh, is a Guardians player that hasn't played since the um, the big uh uh, the 2021 or 2022 update to all the character cards, wow. especially the glow up for Guardians. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, right? So it had been a hot awesome minute since he had played. Jay had played his first demo game or first learning game on Thursday. I got maybe an hour with him to play through like the first two rounds. That was the only context he had had for, for MCP. Came to his first event with just that half a game played. Um, mm. A handful of locals from Rochester, Syracuse, Albany, and Wananta. Dan played. Um, Keebler, who we know from the Syracuse area, as well as Ben and Alyssa over at Married Couple Protocol were also there. Sporting their, their really cool new shorts, shirts as well. Um, always good. To, it was a very good group of people. Um, and when we talk about, or maybe if you read Dylan's blog, um, really kind of a group that is is significantly better if you look at dylan's graph than playing in a dumpster certainly mm. more towards the playing in a dumpster at bearded dragon games uh level of excitement because it was it was yes. very fun and always good to see a bunch of really great people also the art store is a very nice uh, event space as well it's a very big ton of room everyone has their own table and enough space to move around it's a very big store um that sells you know, predominantly all sorts of art supplies and airbrushes and also has a small game section. But uh, the event space was was dope. Just really nice. Speaking of, we're going to be running another one June 24th. There at the art store in Syracuse. So there's not a long shanks up for it yet, but make sure to stay tuned when the podcast version of this goes up. There will be a link to that event in there. Uh, it will not be an LVO qualifier. LVO qualifiers can only be want, run once every three months per event space. So because that's going to be in two months, it will just be a regular tournament. And by regular tournament, I mean still an absolutely dope time to come out and play some MCP with some really good people. Um, in addition to that, uh, Brian Horton of the 13th Legion, if you're familiar with Warhammer at all, gave us a couple boxes to give away in between now and then. And he's also going to be one of the main people in charge of the Salt City GT. The weekend of July 7th. We're going to be handling the MCP portion for that. We have Brian Watson coming down to help TO. I believe we're going to be able to stream that as well. But as far as Northeast Northeast events and very specifically upstate New York events, the Salt City GT is going to be an absolutely dope place to be. Tickets are live for that. They are limited. So make sure to head over to Salt City GT and pick up your tickets for that event. All right. In addition to all that, Speaking of events and how they flow, that event at the art store was very fun. 
lot of new players, a lot of incredibly experienced players. We had people that played their first game that week with Jay, and we had people that had already won an LVO qualifier this year, uh, like Ben. And between that huge dearth of people, I think events can be run in a way, and communities can evolve to a point where everyone has an absolutely great time. So, one thing that we really wanted to get into tonight before we get into the Squirrel Girl and Gwenpool Tactics cards, which I will say are just absolutely stellar and on point. Um, wanted to talk about maybe some things and we can kind of go around here um, and share some things about when you're going to an event for the first time or if you're returning to a game like Evan was um, where you haven't played in a hot minute. There's been a bunch of updates. Uh, what some of the um, what some of the go to's that you should really make sure that you are keeping in mind, whether it be how you are um, approaching the event as a whole. Uh, whether you're approaching list building in a particular way and how you um, approach your opponent and the the vibe that you are going to try to go for. Just to kind of kick this off as one of my most important rules for going to a um, event or a convention uh, to get the ball rolling and then we'll kind of go around is when the event is over, people are going to be going to eat somewhere or to hang out somewhere after. Go to it. You may have scrubbed out. You may have had a couple bad games. You may have had a great game. Go out with everybody. The community for MCP is so good. Going out for a drink or some food or whatever it is, make sure you're part of it because it's awesome. It's super fun. And once the competitive nature just kind of gets shrugged off, and it does, people are very different. And that, that might not even be the way to put it, but... There's just a very nice feeling of camaraderie after an event, regardless of whether you won or lost. And I would just highly suggest getting to know the other people that you were playing against in a more relaxed setting, because I guarantee you the people that are playing MCP are probably dope people that you would like to spend time with. But if I can give you one piece of advice over anything, it's that make sure to hang out with people afterwards, because it's always it's always a good time. I've always thought that that's the most important part of the events is that Same. dinner. Yep. Yep. I yeah, it's, vi it's vital. C completely agree. Completely agree. And I wonder if that's why, if that's like part of the reason why the MCP community is so fun and just the way that it is, because everyone puts so much stock into that, like community building fellowship aspect of it. Where like, you know, like you said, Tim, you might've played a couple games that didn't really go the way that you wanted them to. Right. But, you can, you know, surpass that and become friends with these people. And I think that's what makes MCP way less of a toxic community for sure. Completely agree. Well, and you get to know people, right? And then you, you might see them in another event. Maybe they're a local, but not a super local. So they're going to be at some other like regional event that you go to. And then you already know someone, you have a friend there. They may have started as an opponent, but now you're joking around. You're having a good time. You're sharing a meal. And there's a fellowship is just so important to me. And sharing a meal is a great way to do that. Mm -hmm. 100%. All right. What that's else? also when that's when the, the big promises happen on the broken chopsticks. It varies. Sometimes you become a Sentinels player overnight. Sometimes mm -hmm. someone across the table from you is like, <laughs> you know what? I guess I'm a Sentinels player now, too. <laughs> and by Sentinels player, I mean Sentinel Prime specifically. But it happens to the best of us. Some shtick is a uh, shtick that's worth sticking around for. Uh, I'm assuming you wanted to hand it off to the next thing. I did. So 
running off of the article, the, one of the big important things I've always told people to follow through with is when you go to an event, be well aware of what your goal is, because if you achieve your goal, no matter what happens, you have succeeded in whatever it is that you're trying to do. So if this was your first event, showing up on time, make it real easy goal. You just walk in, you're like, boom, I've already done it. I'm here to play five games or however many games I think I can handle. I've achieved my mission. I did it. I'm I'm the real winner here. And if that's your goal, great. If your goal is to go, hey, I want a positive win-loss ratio. Guess what? You don't have to be the winner of the entire event to have a positive win-loss ratio. That's true. Yep. So it's like, if as long as you go there with a goal that you know is achievable and is not the most grandiose thing you can think of, you can walk away a winner and you under and you will not feel the salt flow through your veins as you get to the point where it's like, oh, I'm at the top table. I got a roll. I have to every single roll has to be a spike or everything I decide on has to be the game winning move. And it just takes a lot of that pressure off of you. So if you go there and you feel like you've done what you've wanted to do, then the dopamine will flow and everybody's a winner in that regard. And it's always important when you go to these things that not everybody has the same goal. I, I, yeah, sir. Go ahead. And I was going to say that misunderstanding between those two goals is usually where Mm -hmm. the, like the bad interactions happen at events, which are very, which good. It's a good thing that those are actually very rare, thankfully, especially in MCP. Yeah. And very lucky that they're so rare in MCP, too, because it's it's one of the things that's made me stick with the game for certain is I've certainly fallen out of other games because they get a little bit too much. And even when you're winning, you still like didn't enjoy yourself because like just the the air in the room is not positive. Yeah, um, there's definitely some people that are butts to play against. And and really, I, I think just to kind of piggyback off of what Dr. D said, um, your only opponent at an event should be yourself. Like to do better than you did before, to try something new or to just, you know, improve on, on what you've been working for. The, the the championship at the end or making it to the finals really isn't the last goal. You're really competing against yourself at the end of the day. And whether that's making a friend or being a better opponent, which I think a lot of people should focus on just in general and have in their kind of radar as a, as a checkbox. Um, there's a lot you can do to have a good time and make sure that you are making the community better as a whole. And it is true that when you go, like my, my version of this is, is Rob real who is popped up on the stream multiple times. He's from yeah. Jersey. Every single time I see that guy at an event, it always just makes my day. Same. You will make friends that you just absolutely adore seeing. You don't even expect it. And you just bump into them at these weird serendipitous moments. And you're like, ah, oh, sick. Yeah. And then you just, again, <laughs> overall, much more positive experience. Rob very specifically is one of those people that like, Bad luck seems to follow him like his opponent mm-hmm. at event is, in fact, Black Cat because he's not critting off a wild just ever. Uh, but no one crits off a wild. Some might say maybe that was just an incorrect statement to make. But his his disposition normally afterwards is he's like, you know what? OK, whatever. It happens. And uh, it's it's really yeah. nice. I like to see players like that in general. He'll have his yeah. day. He'll have his day where he gets to bully somebody like Ben. <laughs> <laughs> and so another piece of good advice I think is really good. In many different philosophies, especially like because I study Stoic philosophy, 
they say Seneca says, hey, or Seneca and uh, Marcus Aurelius, who's a Roman emperor. He says, when you go somewhere, always be the student. You yep. will never that learn anything. Okay, well, there you go. Oh, yep. Always yep. go there. Don't just think you know what's going on. You know what, Danny, take it away then. Boom. Yeah. I mean, I was just going to say, this is a tricky topic for me because I've never been to an event as a player. I've only covered commentary. Um, but just trying to like translate this to aspects of my life where I can connect, like I I do CrossFit competitions. And one of my big things is like, I'm very confident in my abilities with that, but I always want to pick up from what other people are doing and like look at their techniques and focus on what other people are doing, what lifters they have on, what are they doing beforehand? What are they fueling with? And kind of just taking those and tucking those like into my back pocket so that I can kind of like analyze that at another time. And I think that that totally applies here where you can learn something from any other player who's at an event. And I also think too, though, if you are a very experienced player, like if I ever go to an event, I really hope that I get some nice people who I play against who are willing to just not take it easy on me because I want to play a fair game, but to teach me, you know, something so that I can get better because everybody starts from somewhere and I will be you know, terrified the whole time and it's, it'll be fine, but be a student also be a teacher if you have the capacity without well actuallying people to death because that's not a great way to teach people. If you and have contacts, wear contacts because it's difficult to say well actually while pushing up contacts. Yeah, <laughs> true. it's true. And bring a thing of glue because odds are pretty good that um, Tim's going to have a model in his cup holder. So <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> yep. What a, what a call out. You'll yeah. make a lot of friends if you bring glue to a to a, a tournament. Yeah. Yes, well, you will. And just think of the day that you save to bringing some glue uh -huh. for someone that has a model or a Malekith wing or a Psylocke sword or a, an Ultron arm or an Emma Frost arm or a Spider-Man arm or a Black Widow arm. Really, I've broken a lot of arms off my models and just having someone there <laughs> that has glue is actually very, very nice. Um, but yeah. And I think, too, uh, there was a, an example of this. I'm going to just once again piggyback off of somebody else. But um, there was a game. I think it was round two. Um, Jay from the Fifth Trooper played against um, I, a gentleman from Albany named Roland, who ended up getting the LVO qualifier spot. Uh, he got second. Ben had gotten first. So it, it defaulted to the next person in line. And that was Roland. Roland was playing shield. And as far as a like icon of what you should be like, especially as a as a very talented player in that second game. Jay had only played one full game and then a half game with me. It was kind of a runaway. He was playing shield and just you know, we know how shield is right now. It's a kind of a murder squad and um, he was way ahead and he spent the next few rounds helping Jay play exactly how he should have giving him advice on some of his cards his tactics when to time things how to specifically work against shield he could have just walked away like 18 to, to 7 or something like that but he stuck with it played through the whole game and took those additional rounds to help a newer player find some of the um the more nuanced rules especially in his own roster um, it was so nice to see. And Jay walked away from that being like, these guys are awesome. I love this game. Mm -hmm. This was yeah. someone that could have gone into an event and been like, I had a bad time. These people suck. I'm bad at this game. I hate it. But instead, his first loss in, loss in MCP 
was against an opponent that was like, I want to provide a very good experience for this person. And I am going yeah. to absolutely do that. Um, and I love seeing champions of a game out there like like Roland. I'm super happy mm -hmm. he got that uh, L, um, LVO qualifier spot because um, I would like to I would like to see that that guy a lot more. And he's a local. And that's just one of the things you go to an event. He traveled pretty far away for it. We traveled pretty far away for it. And um, absolute champion of the community. That guy really, really happy he was yeah. there. And I think that's a huge way that we'll build the community to get more people to go to events like that. You know, now that it's safer to go and do these in-person events, especially like we have that, like you were saying, the LV, the non LVO qualifier up in Syracuse, that's a lot less intimidating for yeah. a lot of people who are kind of more entry level. Like that's how you're going to build a community and get a really round, robust group of people who are playing all over the place. Yeah. And, and that's the, the caveat of it too, right? Like even at an LVO qualifier, there was a player that was incredibly skilled that was just like helping someone out, just helping them learn the game. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's just, it's awesome to see. And I don't think you see that across other game systems, but it was very yeah. nice to see uh, at a competitive event, like, like uh, this one, this past Saturday. What else you got, Dr. Uh, Dizzles? Hey, Roland. He, it's a shame I didn't meet him. That was a shame I didn't get to go to that event, actually. It's a, yeah, it's a shame that you thought there was an event next week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were running. That was, that's been corrected. I'm, uh, I'm, glad you, well. I'm glad you brought it up, because I was like, what do you mean? I think, what was it you said? You were like, yeah, we get to see you next weekend. And I was like, oh? I was like, I've forgotten some things on our calendar recently, so I got terrified. I was like, oh, no, what did I promise to do? <laughs> but uh, Well, there you go. Actually, there's a good thing to know. Know the date of the event. Mm -hmm. that's a that's a that's a great one uh so here's another tip this is coming more from the infinity side of things if somebody makes a packet read the packet <laughs> yes just read the packet read so i know that even brian has an event coming up at iron weld that he mm -hmm. specifically has a document made read it <laughs> you will be way ahead of 80 percent of the people there because they will not read it Correct. Uh, so and definitely read packets. And very specifically, um, we are very thankful to have been blessed with incredible TOs like Brian Watson, like uh, Tisdale, uh, Charles um, and, and Nate and uh, Tim Simpson and, and more. And they, they do a lot of work to make these documents. Um, and a lot of your basic questions are, in fact, in there. Um, it takes a lot of energy and effort uh, for people mm -hmm. to put on these events. And it does not take a huge amount of time. And I guarantee you probably 80% of the questions you might have are in those documents. They spend a lot of time in them. Make sure to read them. And a lot of it's just a caveat here or there, right? Because a lot of these events are kind of similar ruling wise. But uh, if you have a question, check that rules packet first. It's, it's probably there. Probably there. And I think, too, it's important to know, and I'm sure it's included in the packet, like, um, you know, are you having 45 minute, you know, for each player rounds with a chess timer? Like, what are those very specific details so that you can go in prepped and ready for that? Because if that's me and I know that I'm going to have a certain time allotment, then I'm going to want to get in a couple of practice games to really make sure that I'm making quick, succinct decisions and I'm not wasting mine or my opponent's time. Mm -hmm. And also thank your TOs. Like, they do it because they want to and because they love it. But just being like, hey, thanks so much for doing this. That goes, that goes a really long way. It's huge. It, it really does. Cause a lot of these, these, these folks that put in a lot of time and effort, they don't get to play. 
Um, mm-hmm. So if you do get yeah, right, the, like you're sacrificing in that way, which sucks because mm-hmm. you want to play, but you also want to facilitate so that others can play. So it's a very selfless act to TO an event, especially at events like like Brian or, or Tisdale or, or Tim Simpson that that. I mean, these are some of the Adepticon, right? One of the biggest events of the year, probably the mm-hmm. biggest event, I think, record wise, actually the biggest event ever for in-person MCP. Nate, Tisdale, Simpson um, and, and Charles, they don't get to play. And Nate, uh, they don't get to play because they're they're running it for you. Unless you're Nate and you take a couple days off because you have, you know, content creator privileges. But, you know, not everyone gets that. Yeah. But yeah, uh, ready for the next one? Yes. So I always recommend you want to try and show up early. Because mm-hmm. if you're going somewhere, inevitably weather, traffic, uh, maybe halfway there, you realize that you haven't drank any donkeys for like the past 20 minutes. and You need another large uh, <laughs> cold brew. Uh, you know, that just happens. I don't I'm not saying anything from personal experience or anything. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> If you show up early, you the the ball is in your court on you mm. can do last minute things before you go in there. So that's a good time to glue your models mm. or to, you know, whatever. Do the last little minute things that need to happen. Because like for MCP, you got to write out the roster. But if you show up when the event starts, well, then you look like a doofus. You do look like yep. a doofus. And that's one of those important things, too, right? You're spending all day at this event. Like you can be there 15 minutes early. It's It's a very small addition to your day to just be there. A little bit early. That's all. And then you're not going into round one realizing you forgot a tactics card that you very easily could have borrowed from someone else. Yep. Yep. And I feel like you know, for a lot of people, that reduces a lot of anxiety. If you can just be there 15 minutes early, get your bearings, find out, sorry, find out where the bathroom is because mm-hmm. you're going to need it. Um, also, like, scope out where is there for like if you do need like a last minute donkeys before you start is there one around the corner can you just grab that whatever um also bring cash have cash yeah sure you know in case everyone's putting in together for lunch or whatever you want to just somebody's going out to grab food hey do you want anything and then you could just give them something i mean venmo is huge now but cash is still a good rule of thumb i think it is, that's one I need to get specifically better at because I hate having cash. But I will say when I go to a con, I make sure I have to have a little bit because you never know. Someone's running out to grab something and, you, you know, you have a lot of uh, additional people, right, that, that come to events um, that maybe they're not playing that day and they are able to go grab something for you. And you just make sure you respect other people's time. Don't make it difficult. Uh, and sure. same thing for having extra whatever whatever it is, dice and, and tools and, and tokens and stuff. I, I can't tell you how often at an event especially from the streaming perspective let alone from the player's perspective which i think is probably significantly more often just having those tokens or some generic tokens or something like that to be like these are our secures and our extracts it's fine just it's very easy to be cool about it Mm -hmm. are they hammers or are they intrusion portals it doesn't matter we both know we're playing hammers and not intrusion portals so we know what they mean it's it's very easy to be cool about a lot of these things uh also if you show up early, you can always offer to help the TO set up tables or whatever. It's not so much a thing for MCP. The tables for this game are pretty simple. It's, it's mostly just it's the maps. Nice. Unless, unless you play a game against Ben. Then you have 27,000 <laughs> uh, pieces of terrain you got to worry about. But if it's a Brian table, there's like three pieces on the table. That's quick. That's a quick, easy setup. Um, and if you have legitimate feedback, like there's 27 pieces of terrain on this table, bring it up to your TL. Let them know. They're trying to learn, too. 
<laughs> Crawling this together. Right. So unless there's there's other things that we want to go over, I'm ready to get into these Squirrel Girl cards because yes, be excellent to each other. Oh, and yeah, be yeah, be a, be fun. You're there to have a good time. Do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even if you get tilted, just be like, hey, sorry, dice or whatever's kind of on your mood. Just just tell them. Just be like, hey, I'm getting a little tilted because of whatever. Give me a sec. And then you go into the bathroom, have a good cry. Uh, I recommend the get into one of the corners and really just make yourself tiny. Press yourself really deep into that corner and just get it out. Just get it all out. And set yourself a timer. Yeah. Three minutes, set the timer. Once it's done, you're done. There are chess clocks for self-crying and they're important. You know what I mean? We're, we're all there to get that emotion out. And sometimes that's throwing terrain and other times that's, you know, in, in internal emotions. But mm-hmm. that's that's what events are for. Um, but yeah, just for, for real, like Dr. D said, just be excellent to each other. Uh, it makes a community grow in very legitimate ways that are, are just stellar. Uh, it's very easy to get caught up in the competitive nature, even if it's not a competitive event. And um, mm-hmm. that does not help the community grow. If you want to see the community go one way or another, you have the actions and the tools to make it go towards the way you want it. Make sure you're part of that and make sure you thank players that we've witnessed like Roland that really make a positive experience for a new player because that's what's going to get people into the game. That's what's going to keep them around longer and that's what's going to have events continue to grow. Very specifically, they just added tickets and an MCP event to the Bay Area Open next month. Like MCP is growing. It's in a great spot. Let's make sure that everyone out there is doing their part to make sure that there are more events, that there are more conventions and there is more support for MCP, especially up against massive, massive games like the entire GW line, as well as everything else. You know what I mean? We're MCP is cutting its own corner of of these events and these conventions. Let's make sure that continues to grow in a very healthy way. And the last one I'll say is when you are playing a game, at every event I've ever been to, maybe except for Adepticon because everybody knew the game was, inevitably someone's going to walk by who has no idea what is happening. Mm-hmm. And they're like, wow, these are those characters from those Marvel movies. I wonder what this is. So what you do is you look them right in the eye and you say, hi, that might be for where I'm from thing. That might be a Southern thing. But, you know, when people are walking by, you don't need to seem like standoffish. Like if the other person's doing a move, you could be like, hey, this is a game or whatever, you know, kind of give them like a weird little sales pitch mm-hmm. the amount of friends i've made from just doing that i've made quite a few it's a good way to meet people for real go to your local game store open play nights that is a time to play some mcp yeah. and get people into mcp for sure at adepticon we had multiple people run by the table or, or stop by the table x paxis one very specifically that was just like it was this finals of the singles event and nick uh who was playing on the stream table uh, X Paxes went up to him and was like, "Oh, so so what are you playing? What are you doing?" And he's like, "Oh, this is the finals or whatever." And like, kind of explained to him what was going on, and then narrated the rest of his actions for the rest of the game, so that X Paxes ah. could learn the basics of the game, like made That's it digestible fun. for him. It's just uh, he's another one like Roland. There's an absolute champion of the mm-hmm. community um, that is helping bring new people in, and that is uh, something that should be 100 celebrated. You know what? We should also should be celebrated. When Squirrel Girl one shot KOs Thanos with two gems. So speaking of, let's get that bad boy on the screen here. Yes. I am incredibly surprised and very happy about these tactics cards because um they're awesome. 
Um, I think we've made a whole bunch of speculations over the last few weeks about what these cards will include. There were some things we were very right on. There were some things we were very off base on. Uh, Jeff being involved in any way, shape, or form was certainly one that we were wrong about. But you'll have that on the big jobs. Um, so there are three new cards. Uh, there is one for Squirrel Girl, one for Gwenpool, and one for Squirrel Girl or Gwenpool. Um, all of which are unaffiliated, which we'd love to see, and actives. Dylan, uh, you, I mean, you already mentioned it, and this is uh, in a direct attack from Will Schick to me based on the characters that I like to play. But why don't you go over Inexplicable Demise? Inexplicable Demise is an unaffiliated card, which is great. That means that she doesn't have to be in Avengers or anything. It is an active card. During Squirrel Girl's activation, she may spend X power to play this card. Choose an enemy character within range two and with a threat value of X or less. Roll a number of dice equal to the chosen character's threat value. If the roll contains one of the following combination of results, you may apply the corresponding effect. It should be noted that the amount of power you are spending for this is going to be the threat value of the target. If you overspend, you do not get extra dice. Oh, because okay. it is based on the threat value. Figured I would bring that up because I've had, a, I've seen a couple of people misinterpret that. Yeah. So first one. So what it essentially is, is you're building a, like a Yahtzee. So it, there's a low one and then there's the very bottom one. So if you just, if you roll just a crit, the target becomes slow. If you roll a crit and a wild, they gain, they gain slow and stagger. If you add a hit to it, they get, they gain slow, stagger, and root. If you add a shield to it, they gain slow, stagger, root, and stun. And then if you roll all the things on a dice except for the blank, you instantly KO the target. They don't daze. They go straight to the big uh, roster tray in the sky. Uh, so uh, there's a lot going on in this card, uh, very specifically, who are you going to be using it on? Who are you going to be using it against and why um, AMG has decided to attack, attack me directly? All of my favorite characters are five threats and Cable and Sentinel Prime. And this is capable of KOing them. Also, just a really quick note. Um, the art on this card is, in fact, Squirrel Girl fighting Thanos. Um, and Tippy Toe. Squirrel in the background. Yeah, I was going to say, don't forget Tippy Toe. He's in, she's in there. Oh. So I think there's a lot of interesting play here where, you know, you I think. I think this is somewhat of a great equalizer, right? I don't necessarily think it gets while well, you get more dice for doing this to a higher threat opponent. The odds of you rolling one of each are very low, but rolling mm -hmm. just a crit on a couple of dice to get that slow or get that slow and very importantly stagger on just the crit in the wild is very nice. And while this may be targeted, uh, Hulks, Immortal Hulks, Thanos's, uh, Cables, uh, Sentinel Primes, because the odds of you potentially getting that stagger off is actually very, some probably somewhat reliable, probably sub 30, maybe it's 30 or around that that uh, that frame, but when you're throwing five dice, it's actually probably better than that. Um, I'm really interested to see who takes this card when, where, and why, because it is, um, it's dope. I would say the only thing you want to make sure you're careful of is make sure you know the target's immunities before you do this. Oh, for sure. Because if it's a big model, a lot of the big models have immunities. So just make sure you know what you're actually going to get through. Do you, do you see this as a always in your roster, but not always in your squad? Or do you see this even being included in a roster with Squirrel Girl as somewhat specific? I, I think that this card is like just to the left of like 
ex- it's like a meme that's playable. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like it's playable, but it's like it's going to be the the 11th card in the roster. Yeah. Where it's like it's just going to get pushed out by just something that's more, you know, it, that's what the restricted card is going to replace or whatever, you know? Yeah. So I like it, but I don't I don't see it getting taken unless you're playing at like the local shop. Then bring bring it to your heart's content. I think it'll be great. So Dan was just saying in chat that for a Dormammu to KO a Dormammu, it's about an 11 percent, excuse me, about 11 percent chance, which uh, is pretty good. So you're telling me there's a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance and it's double digits. Wow. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, like 11 percent of a plan. Well, and the odds of staggering Dormammu, slowing him and doing all sorts of other nasty stuff to him along the way. Granted, yes, best case scenario to just KO a big boy like that. But we're in a tall meta right now where we see Hulk a ton. We see Juggernaut. We see Rhino. Granted, not super tall on Rhino, but we see Sentinel. Some some people play Sentinel Prime every single game that they play. You know what I mean? We're we're seeing those those taller characters significantly more often. Um, And Ulick and um, Immortal Hulk. As well. And just remember, but this is what I'm saying: uh, is Dormammu is immune to stagger. He is, but Magneto is not. Who we do Magneto see is not. pretty regularly uh, to get six dice and be hoping for that root and stagger and slow. The slow doesn't matter, but root and stagger on uh, on Magneto's incredible. So I I love to see it. I, I think if Squirrel really, was in my roster, I'm bringing it, but it just might not be in the squad. I see it as an auto include roster roster wise. And really, I feel like this card, it kind of goes back to one of Dr. D's um, pieces of advice for going to an event. You know, keep your goals in mind. Are you really hoping to KO and get one of each? Or are you really shooting for the slow stagger route? Because that is, like you said, throwing six dice, that is a t- obtainable for sure. <laughs> KO, maybe not so much. So keep your expectations in line if you are going to use that card, I think. I, yep, I, com- I completely agree. All right, Danny, do you want to read off? No, try this one. I will. This is an unaffiliated reactive. Uh, during the cleanup phase, Gwenpool may play this card. Choose an unused team tactic card from your roster that meets the squad affiliation requirements of your squad at squad creation. Add the chosen card to your available team tactic cards. It may be played this game. I mean, oh, that's kind of cool if you're like, oh, no, shoot, I should have picked that one instead. Boom. There you go. Right. Especially when you I, I so I really like this. I'm curious how often we'll see this. So it's only Gwenpool, but it is unaffiliated and it can bring in effectively something you left behind. So some of those big kind of like, I need to have Grievous Wounds, for instance, in case there's a Mortal Hulk there. I can bring in, no, try this one instead of Grievous Wounds because I don't know for certain that a Mortal Hulk is going to be there. I don't know for a fact that, you know, this, that, and the other thing is going to be there. You can kind of hedge against it. It may feel like kind of a wasted slot a little bit, but I think having that versati- versatility, especially as we see mm-hmm. um, a lot of changes along uh, the amount of affiliation leaders in certain affiliations, where maybe versatile strategy isn't always the point. But if you're going to be playing one affiliation, potentially two or three different ways with different abilities, um, giving your building in some flexibility, especially around Gwenpool, who seems like a solid splash character doesn't seem like a like a bad call especially for yeah. like i said something like grievous wounds or um helios laser bombardment uh where you're really taking a tactics card specifically to target something on the enemy team if they bring that specific mm-hmm. thing uh, when, how many times like 
Oh, sorry. Just how many times have you gone and you're like, all right, these are my tactics cards. I'm good to go. And you're like, oh, shoot, I should have taken that other one. Like, I really wish, you know, here you go. Now, now you get it. So this may seem and like it doesn't cost anything. Correct. Yeah. There's no real cost to it right? outside of that, that tactics oh, card slot. Three power. Three power. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, uh, no, it's not. Oh, no, it doesn't, it doesn't cost power. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking of the next one. Sorry. It's two victory points that usurp the throne. Uh, it's two, right. Duh. I should have known that. And and speaking of not necessarily usurp the throne, but um, this this card and Gwenpool are now stapled to a very specific character for me. Um, I'm going to give chat just 10 seconds to figure out who this is. It should be obvious. But there is another character that Gwenpool will now always be stapled to for me, as well as this tactics card. <laughs> and it is Craven the Hunter for oh. fearful symmetry. They might not bring a Spider-Man. Now I don't need to hedge that bet. They might not even have Spider-Man in their roster, but you know what? They could clone it in. They could high counsel it in. I need to be ready for it. And Gwenpool is going to allow me to bring in that fearful symmetry whenever I might need it. Dear listener, uh, in the comments below, like and favorite your favorite uh, amazing Tim I list building idea because <laughs> they're all too good. To, we can't list them all here. You got to tell us which one's your favorite because they're all too good and cannot be repeated for the sake of humanity. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. Um, now, very specifically, this is only during the cleanup phase. So this is setting up your next round. But. I mean, I think you have a good inkling on what's going to be happening around two, three, four, five, and potentially six at the end of round one. And I do think we see this at the end of the first round on a pretty regular basis. Also, it should be said there is a character in the art that I know a lot of people are were excited to see. Gwenpool? Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck is on that? Yeah, he's in the back. He's right oh, over yeah. Here. He's in the background. My eyes aren't as good as they used to be. I didn't see oh, that that's at why. All. That's why, as John PCN, you got to uh, invest in eyesight, eyesight insurance. That's true. Yep. The old uh, eye insurance, some might call it. Oh, got me. All right. So the final card in this particular box, I think, is actually uh, incredibly dope and reminds me a little bit of Execute from uh, from the Black Order with Proxima and uh, Corvus Glaive. Uh, it's called They Say You... Oh, sorry. They Say Keep Your Enemies Close and then some ellipses is an unaffiliated active... Squirrel Girl and Gwenpool may spend three to play this card. So I believe because it's Squirrel Girl or Gwenpool, either one can activate this. They don't certainly need to be together. But during the next attack made by the character that played this card, if that attack targets an enemy within range one, the target character rolls no defense dice during the attack. During the next attack made by that character, made by the character that played this card, if that attack targets an enemy character that is not within range one, after the attack is resolved, place the target character within range one of the character that played this card. So to put that into perspective, just because I know that this is one I've already read wrong twice, you are teleporting your opponent to you. You are not right. getting a place off of this. You are actually bringing them to you. You are using mm -hmm. that, that subspace superhighway to to bring them all the way to you um, i like to think it's jeff going and playing fetch i don't hate that at all <laughs> yeah. oh gotta get jeff involved somehow yes um so this could be devastating and especially having squirrel girl with two potentially devastating cards for really high threat characters let alone anybody um 
where do we think we see Squirrel Girl specifically popping up on a regular basis? Again, we we still don't know the affiliations, right? True. Mm-hmm. But as Again, far as I Flash, think... I mean, we, we don't see Cabal a lot, but we see a lot of Malekiths. <laughs> You're not wrong. I definitely think I'm willing to splash her. One, I love Doreen, though. And I think she's good. My only real issue with her is that she's fragile. So I think any team that maybe helps with that probably be really useful. Mm-hmm. So I think she's I think she'd be great in Web Warrior. Yeah. Yeah. Very legitimately. Um, I think she'll be great in Hellfire. Well, and especially Hellfire uh, or actually Web Warrior sometimes has some issues dealing with some of the really big boys and having two cards, especially with a with a team that sometimes just doesn't have the firepower uh, to be able to take something down is very very legitimate rolling zero defense dices on a spender could be terrifying yeah. terrifying yeah. even for a sixth strength attack so yeah i don't uh i'm very curious how often we see that because that could be doper magoper some might say Based off these taxes cards, are there affiliations that you're really hoping one of these characters are in, or is there a place that you consider splashing them kind of out of the out of the gate? Out of an affiliation that you're already playing or already like, is there something where you're like, okay, well now this has decided for me that I'm going to be bringing in Squirrel Girl or Gwenpool. Gwenpool just out of the out of the gate is now my favorite Sentinel, by the way. I do think in Hellfire, I'll probably try both of them. Yeah. Yeah. I really hope that the tippy token really makes Squirrel Girl just just what I want her to be. I don't know yeah. how I like to describe it. Like I said, I think she's amazingly perfect if, as long if she was just a slight bit tougher. Mm-hmm. I think Gwenpool is way is just so good for the package. She just doesn't do anything for me. It's just, you know, it's not the character I want to play, I guess. Gwenpool? And with the, with the four threat space so competitive. Yeah. Yep. I think that is going to be kind of a tricky spot to fit them in because there are so many other four threats that a lot of people are already like comfortable with and happy with. So it will be a little bit dicey, but I agree with Dr. D. I could see using either both in with Hellfire, even a force could use both of them in there. Yeah. Yep. Well, and I think that we'll probably be seeing because uh, so these models come out the first week, I think, of of May. If you haven't already, you can head over to Bearded Dragon Games down online and get 15% off a pre-order uh, for picking up these characters. Um, so I maybe we'll see an affiliation update this, or I'm sorry, next week, but it'll probably be a little bit closer, probably that first week of May. Um, though with May the 4th and probably a bunch of Shatterpoint point announcements uh, that week, maybe we'll see that affiliation update a little bit earlier. That'd be cool. Because yeah. that's the last piece, right? Because these, these these guys release mid next month, right? Yep. Yeah, so I believe like probably it's the, three three weeks. Yeah. So I believe I don't think they're the fifth. I think they're the twelfth of May. So yep, it would be three weeks from tomorrow. Yeah. But as far as some of the things that we saw spoiled at Adepticon, what do we think the next announcement potentially for June, or if there's not going to be any MCP uh, releases in June, what do you think we'll see for July? Oh, by the way, justice for Monkey Joe. No reference to Monkey Joe either. Or Absolutely Jeff. scandalous. Right. Or Jeff. I just don't get it. Yeah, they hate. Okay, I can't say that. Once again, it's a they snapshot. Not, there's, there's a snapshot not, yeah. later with Doreen, with, with, uh, with Monkey Joe. There's a well, snapshot. 
Well, he found she found uh, Tippy Toe after Monkey Joe, so this is there's got to be a prequel. Correct. A young, a young Doreen. There's going to be a three threat Doreen later on with with no Tippy Toe and just Monkey Joe. I I, I think you nailed it on the head. My you goodness. Know, sometimes we see a source of Supreme that hasn't come into his own yet. You know, because he's still, anyway, he's still influenced by Hydra. <sighs> goodness me. Uh, what are we going to expect next? I don't know. It's I I, I want to say there's going to be another Spider-Man related thing. I, mean, I just it, have a feeling. I mean, as far as the things that will like will be released next that we've already heard about, or you think we're going to get like an out of nowhere RKO, another Spider-Man like thrown into the mix before we get all these X people in Wakandans. Cause they said that those releases were going to be for next year. Did they not this year later? Okay. So they did say this year. I could have yeah. sworn they said that the X-Men stuff was yeah. going to be like early next year. They did say like, I believe it was the Nightcrawler and Bishop box specifically was going to be like really late this year, potentially yeah. into okay. the following yeah. year. Well, if that is the case, then I would, I'm going to guess the Kitty pride box. Okay. That's what I would I guess I'm, about that. I'm hoping that I'm wrong because I want more spider foes. Yeah. Or defender. That'd be nice. Yeah. You just got a defender. You yeah. Got a, oh, yeah. That's right. I forgot. You yeah. You just got a mortal honk. Midnight Suns also just got an immortal honk. I mean, they're they're in a pretty great spot now. Actually, I remember why this happened. I put a tooth. I actually just ripped out of my jaw. I put it underneath my pelt. And I wished <laughs> I just wished upon a star that Hulk would become a defender. So I did it. That, that's for you guys. Listen, it happens to the best of us. I think, um, and, and here's here's my 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 back and forth. I think that we will have a, a a summer of Wakanda, but and there's there's two boxes in that. There's the big rivals box, and then there will be the Mbaku and Claw box. That might be June July. We might not see anything in June at all with Shatterpoint coming out. Um, mm, but yeah. if, if they go with the, the precedent that they've somewhat set and we see that rivals box at the end of the year, similar as, as um, the, the weapon X box, maybe that's a December deal. Maybe the, those big uh, boxes with train included are going to be later in the year. But they yeah. haven't, they haven't actually released the Wakanda mat yet, right? Correct. Well, and I don't think we got really an official confirmation that we're even going to get a Wakanda, get that Wakanda mat. Just that that terrain would certainly look nice on it. Sure. Dr. Octopus and Spider-Man were in August release. That's true. And then we also saw the Hydra tanks and the Weapon X boxes one after another. I think one was December and one was uh, and then the the Hydra terrain was January, right? So there's really is they have they have a formula to the release schedule. I, I keep trying to like pin my like pin it down as the like. Yeah, what comes out, but there's definitely a formula to it because it was like Brotherhood release, then it was uh, like Spider Foe, and then it was like something that wasn't, and then it was another Brotherhood release, and then it was like another thing that was kind of Spider Man related. It was there was like some kind of formula to it. I've been looking at that corkboard with all the like strings attached to it, and I've been trying to figure it out, but I've slowly been losing my mind. I don't know what it is, but there's definitely a formula to it. So for some reason, I think there's going to be one more release that's they, that they've like kept in the crack. I would love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Silver Sable yeah. and Shocker. I would be so down for that. It, would, it wouldn't it would even be funny. Silver Sable would be sick. Right? Shocker. 
He'd be a fourth threat for some reason, but that'd be <laughs> sick. Yeah, I don't hate that. All right, I think that's that's going to wrap it up uh, for us here this week. Make sure, if you haven't already, thank a local T.O., thank a Brian Watson, thank a Mr. Tisdale, thank a Charles or a NGG or a Tim Simpson or um, the guys over at um, Second Wind or at the Wicked Dicey events. Once again, there will be a pretty dope event outside the Boston area. Some might say within the Boston reaches uh, next month, Memorial Day weekend. Check out WickedDicey.com to get tickets for Ironweld. Uh, we will be streaming it. We'll also be streaming Wicked Dicey's other event in December, Everwinter. It was an absolute blast last year. A uh, bunch of great stuff happening here in the Northeast. So Ironweld, May, Salt City GT, July, and Everwinter in December. In addition to all those, all sorts of events at Bearded Dragon Games and Hobbies, the art store, in addition to, you know, all the frontline gaming stuff as well. Um, by the way, if you were at LVO or whether you watched our coverage of LVO this year, one of the big questions that we got asked were, when are those Hydra mats coming out? They're out. They just got released. FL, frontline gaming has two new mats out for MCP. I would highly suggest if you are interested in them, using the link in the show notes to head over there and grab them. They look awesome. They're super cool. And, uh, Everyone loves more mats, right? But huge shout out to Frontline Gaming, who has sponsored the Professional Casual Network here for MCP. We're going to be at as many events as we can be over the next 12 months, and it's going to turn out to be like that's quite a lot. If you missed our art store um, event this past Saturday, there will be another one June 24th, which will be just after the Atlantic City Open, which will be just after, I'm sure, 13 other things that we'll be doing in between now and then. Thank just you so a handful. Correct. Yeah, just it's a couple handfuls. Because as as Chuck has said, if you've got uh, you know a fistful of dice and you know more dice in your pocket, then you got to fight in chance. And we're just we're just swinging left and right, swinging left and right. Now. And if you want to hear Scrappy. me make that reference in an Infinity podcast, keep your eyes open for Arachne. Should hopefully be out next week. There it is Ooh. currently up the trailer for it on all podcasting platforms. So make sure to head over to your Spotify's, your Google Podcasts, your Apple Podcasts, your Podbeans, or wherever whatever podcatcher you use. Go over and sub right now to Arachne and Infinity Podcast, part of the Professional Casual Network, and uh, hosted by one of my favorite people in the world, uh, which is Doctor Dan. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> I had no idea. Thing. But uh, but thank you so much, especially to our patrons and the people that support us here on Twitch with bitch redemptions, subs, gift subs, and the whole nine. We really couldn't do this without you. Uh, so head over to Professional Casual. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, ProfessionalCasualNetwork.com if you want to read blogs and see all of our other stuff that we do. But Patreon.com slash Professional Casual to help support the Patreon, get access to the Discord, get access to podcasts a week early, video for all of our actual plays like Lost Omens, a Pathfinder 2nd Edition podcast, or uh, Gapapa, a Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay 4th Edition actual play. We have also additional podcasts of both of those systems, the Slithering and Settling the Southlands on the Patreon, as well as the entire back catalog of Elite Eight Showdown, uh, if you wanted that for some reason. But massive thank you to our King Ding Doppeldongers and our professional cake sitters, including but not limited to Tisdale, Bastion, Rob, Xpaxis, Charles, Dr. D, Dagna, Devil Pup, Otis, Leroy, Bicon, Iron Haze, Iron Maze, sorry. Uh, why are you only holding up 10? That's like 13 so far. Wizard Skills, Tony Hot Hands, 
cider drinker. Was that all of them? It was 15. You missed uh, Hot Hands last time. I think you got it. Gotcha. Beautiful. And, uh, go. and cider drinker. But guys, thank you so much. We love you all. And we'll see you Tuesday for, oh yeah, the power phase where we're going to play some Marvel Crisis Protocol. Well, some people might consider live. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, check out all the other great shows here at the Professional Casual Network. Like what, Danny? I'll tell you. On Mondays, we've got the Lost Omens podcast, our Pathfinder 2E actual play, hosted by me, playing through the Extinction Curse AP. Also, streaming on twitch.tv slash professional casual network at 7 p.m. Eastern time, you can check out, oh yeah, the power phase, our Marvel Crisis Protocol live battle report show. On Tuesdays, the podcast version of, wait, did I roll a wild? Our Marvel Crisis Protocol povlog is available. On Wednesdays, alternating releases on the Patreon, we have Settling the Southlands, our homebrew Wolforp actual play, and The Slithering, a Pathfinder 2nd edition actual play. And on Thursdays, live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash professional casual network, we've got, wait, did I roll a wild, our Marvel Crisis Protocol povlog. You can also check out back episodes of Elite Eight Showdown and the first 39 episodes of the Lost Omens podcast, the first 24 episodes of Settling the Southlands, and the first handful of episodes of The Slithering on the YouTube at youtube.com slash the professional casual.